Grace by Grit is a premium women's athletic apparel brand based in Solana Beach, California, that is made for land and sea. The entire collection is designed and produced in San Diego, is UPF 50 plus, and is made for women by women. Check out their store on the 101 in Solana Beach or visit their website at www.gracebygrit.com. Use the code XOIGNITEME to receive 25% off. This is the Meat Project, weekly discussions with leaders in the wellness community. Visit us online at themeatproject.life. All right. Well, we are very excited to have Heather from the 30 Clean here on the Me Project podcast. My name is Carlos. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> so let's just get right into it. Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what motivated to get yourself into health and wellness. Um, that's a great question, considering there were a lot of little and then big things that sort of led me on this path. Basically, I knew from the minute I could really put thoughts into action that I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I just always had a passion to help people. Um, I was always the peacemaker at home and just wanted to live my life with compassion, but I didn't really know that what that was going to look like. Um, growing up in L.A., I kind of figured that I'd go to college and I'd get into production and TV because that's just what everybody did. Um, I never grew up playing sports or being healthy. In fact, I was like the Twinkie kid eating Twinkies and Hostess cupcakes and things nice. like that. Um, oh, yeah, it was delightful. Um, I think my Twinkies mom, are banned now, right? Um, they should be. I think they came back, really? which is really scary. Um, scary. You know, my mom was amazing. She was really loving, and she thought that by making us great food and you know, just always nurturing us in that way. What was great um, food growing up? Great food was supposedly healthy macaroni and cheese because it was made mm. with like, oh. she made it with craft instead of cheese whiz or something. I don't know. Craft um, is the healthier one, right? <laughs> and, you know, hot piping bread on the side of every meal. And we did have salad, but it was kind of like at the end and barely really ate it. Um, it was a side note. It was a side note. Mm-hmm. Yes, not a side dish, a side note. But, you know, not having anyone play sports or anything like that, I didn't really have a role model in that respect, and it just wasn't important to me. Um, as I got older and finished college, I got into production, realized I just didn't love it. What um, kind of production did you get into? I worked for an NBC TV show called Providence. Nice. And I did that for about five years and just realized this is not me. You know, At the end of the day, I didn't feel like I was really changing anybody's life. Got it. So I decided to go to school for massage therapy and fell in love with it. Uh, I loved connecting with my clients, and I started doing that and was just about to get certified when my mom passed away in 2004. Um, It was the most devastating thing I've ever been through, and it really put a whole new light into a, what I was going to be able to do as a body worker, just knowing that I was going to be able to help people. My mom had a really difficult time physically. Um, towards the end, she was diagnosed with lung cancer, and um, it went really fast, and she was in a lot of pain. And just seeing that made me realize that I had to continue on this path. And not only that, but I had to start taking better care of myself. 
And soon after my mom passed away, my sister was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. Um, my dad got diagnosed with colon cancer. That was a rough year. It, it, was, it wasn't all in a year, but yeah. within a couple years. Um, so anyway, I started looking to see how am I going to get healthier. I found a personal trainer who ran a bunch of boot camps. Mm-hmm. And he kind of took me in and said, if you become a massage therapist for me, I will put you through training. And I was like, sweet. So you Wait. traded body work for basically personal training education? Yeah, I traded body work for group training. Group training education. Yeah, awesome. he was running this awesome boot camp. Cool. Um, Where was that at? In Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, the, it was Sweat, Sweat Challenge yeah. run by Josh Rogers, Josh and Laura Rogers. They changed my life forever. Awesome. Um, Do you have a website to plug them here? www.sweatchallenge.com. There you go. Yeah, I recommend it to anyone who is in any spot in Phoenix or close to um, Phoenix or Anthem, Arizona. And they were just great. And what I loved about it, Carlos, is every morning I woke up to a group of people who suddenly became my new best friends. Mm -hmm. And it was the same people five days a week, every day, five or six o'clock in the morning. And it was those people that got me out of bed. They became your people. I know they did, you know, and that's like what ignites all about. It's like you find a community of people who believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And within 12 weeks, I saw such a huge dramatic shift in my body shape, which was awesome. Um, I did start just by pure, you know, wanting to feel better, start changing the way I was eating. Mm -hmm. I was feeling better mentally. And like I said, that community changed my life. Yeah. Um, so sweat basically got me into wanting to be a personal trainer. So I was now a massage therapist, a personal trainer, running my own boot camps. And then I wanted to go a step further when I started realizing, Hey, my clients are coming to me to work out, but what is going on because they're not necessarily changing. And I realized that food played such a huge role in not only how we're going to get into the shape physically we want, mm-hmm. but also to maintain our mental balance, yep. emotional well-being. That's key. I realized myself going through the process that I didn't even know I was a sugar addict. So being a sugar addict, being able to recognize that, being able to see and look back and recognize how it made me so unstable as a child, as a teen, and also even as somebody in college that was – you know, constantly going through emotional up and downs, Mm -hmm. it helped me to really connect with my clients and help them make changes. So it's just been a journey for my own personal well-being Uh that I've been able to translate into helping other people on their personal journey, and it's been awesome. It's magical to have that effect on people, especially in the group setting. It's it's pretty special. I want to touch on a few things, mainly the sugar addict thing that you just brought up. can you tell us a little more about what that means and what, in a sense, a sugar addict is, I guess? What, what, if people want to know if they're a sugar addict, what, what would you say they need to look for or realize? Well, it's funny because being a sugar addict isn't necessarily just somebody that's sitting there like snacking on chocolate and candy all day long every day. It's really any type of, I mean, most foods, first of all, have sugar in them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're drinking a lot of sweet, sugary drinks and... It's basically the mental and physical effect that sugar has on you, even if it's in the form of pasta or bread. And it truly does have an addicting effect. Mm -hmm. In fact, studies have shown that sugar is, if not as addicting as cocaine. Right. Um, And the sad thing is it's not looked at that way in the outside world. So 
drug addicts and alcoholics and you know opiate addicts, people like that, they they get help. People see it as a true issue and something that they feel bad about. And people look at you know people that are addicted to food or sugar and don't recognize how detrimental and how real it is. Right. It's like socially acceptable to be addicted to sugar and food. Yeah, sense, it's or... almost socially acceptable, or it's looked at like, can't you just control how many cookies you eat? Right. And the truth of the matter is, like, I am testament to that. Sometimes you cannot. Like, you, I personally cannot have sugar, because once I do, it is a rolling snowball effect. Like, one cookie does kind of turn into... Turns you into the cookie monster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that cookie monster feeling. Let's talk about the two different types of sugar, then, because you talked about all the... The breads and and the pastas and you know cookies and stuff. I Generally mean, speaking, we're 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 gonna put that category in the refined sugar, processed sugar stuff, right? Yes. And then the other stuff, the more natural, non-refined, you would say like fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Would we you have say? Fru- sh- fruit sugar. I mean, even people could look at honey as a more natural sugar. Um, you know, nowadays they're saying, well, coconut sugar is a more natural type of sugar, but. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is sugar is sugar. Sure. So if you have an addiction to it or even an intolerance, some people without knowing it may even be fructose intolerant, mm-hmm. which can cause bloating, which can cause uh, depression, which can cause these uh, really true physical conditions mm-hmm. that are happening. It's best to, at least for 30 days, try to avoid it completely to be able to see once you add it back in, obviously in the form of natural sugars, how it affects you. You'll be able to tell right away if you have a true addiction or not. Sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, that kind of leads us to the next point, the 30 days. Talk to us about the 30 clean and what that is, what inspired you to create that and um, what that does for people. Happy to. Uh, so the 30 Clean has been um, my baby with my business partner, Molly Chinock, since the end of 2013. And basically the 30 Clean came about because of the whole idea of community and the need to help empower people to put themselves first mm-hmm. through teaching them about wellness in the form of real whole foods. Right. Um, I tried to do it through my boot camps because, like I said, I realized that people could come work out every day, but what are they doing the other 23 hours of the day? Usually not eating right. Not eating right. <laughs> and you can't see them. And you, and right. you know, they come to you and they're like, no, I'm doing everything right. So I finally decided, what about a program where you are still holding these same people accountable every day in a group setting mm-hmm. where it's visible? So the 30 Clean is run in small groups mm-hmm. of anywhere from like 30 to 60 people, and we do it through Facebook groups. And we hold people accountable in a very fun, compassionate way Mm -hmm. with our clean coaches and our health advisors to challenge themselves to remove the most inflammatory-causing foods for 30 days. So for 30 days, they're doing no sugar, gluten, dairy, grains, and mostly alcohol if they're doing our super clean version. So there's a couple different versions of the clean, I guess. We do. You know, a lot of people are scared. 30 days is um, a long time. So, yeah. All right, go ahead. 30 days is a long time. 30 days is a long time. So if we have a couple dangling carrots, like you may have two adult beverages on the weekend Mm -hmm. with maybe a couple squares of dark chocolate, it makes people feel a little more comfortable, and they can do and manage 30 days. 
and it's you know more manageable from a from a brain perspective yes and if somebody you know accidentally stumbles into a bag of chips during their 30-day program we're not going to put them in 30 clean jail we <laughs> understand where they're at and you know just our coaches are like i said they're compassionate and they're encouraging and they're supportive so they're just going to ask them like what happened what's what's going on there so if I'm someone that's interested in, in making some food or lifestyle changes, what can I expect if, I, if I'm going to do the 30 clean? You can expect to join a community that is a mixture between your greatest teacher, your most wonderful friend, and know that for 30 days you're going to be asked to eliminate those foods. You're going to receive a startup guide. You're going to receive all the resources that you need before mm-hmm. you actually start to make sure that you are What kind of prepared. resources are we talking about? So we have a startup guide that includes all the reasons why we're doing the elimination in the first place. It's going to tell you what foods that you should avoid. It's mm-hmm. going to give you a long list of foods that you can enjoy on the 30 Clean, which is like, Carlos, do you like breakfast of scrambled eggs and bacon and maybe a little side of sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Maybe some avocado. Maybe some avocado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Do that. Do you like lunch of a juicy grass-fed burger? Yes. Maybe with some bacon on top of that? Maybe. And a side of roasted, your favorite vegetable goes inserted there? I don't think there's too many people out there that can argue with that. Exactly. So you can't argue with the 30 clean. So you're going to be eating amazing food. You're going to be asked to photo journal your three meals a day. Um, a mini meal if you're active. Photo journal means I'm going to take a picture of every meal I eat and send it in or post it on Facebook? Post it on your, okay. in your group. That's your accountability. All right. And your coach is going to comment on it and tell you how awesome you're doing because you're following the 30 clean rules. And if not, your health advisor is going to come in and kind of give you a couple pointers on how you could do things a little better. Okay. Um, and then you are going to notice in 30 days, not only have you been educated and had new tools on how to eat better, but you're also going to have increased your friendship base and basically gained a whole new family. Awesome. Yes. Is there any downside to the 30 clean? Um, If jumping out of bed with more energy, sleeping better, um, learning how to cook delicious meals that all of your friends are going to want recipes for is a downside, then um, yeah, I guess there's a couple. So those are the disclaimers (laughs) for the 30 clean. No... uh... Loss of sleep or bloating or gout or any of those weird things that you hear in the flat commercials. Flat stomach is usually one of the terms we hear a lot. Which flat stomach flat and more stomach. energy. Flat stomach, yep. There you go. Especially right here by the beach. That's what everyone wants. Exactly. And uh, the next challenge starts on September 21st. It's a 30-day challenge. And uh, you can actually save 15 bucks by registering by August 28th. Is that right? That is right. Plus, right. on top of that, if you use the code ignite 10 you'll receive another 10%. Awesome. Ignite 10 for 10% off. Next challenge starts uh, September 21st. Um, all right, so let's move a little, let's move on here. And the next topic we're going to talk about is, is a little bit more from the lifetime management perspective. So oh, gosh. Uh, we live in a world of uh, busy professionals. You know, you and I both live in a world where we're surrounded by clients that, you know, they have a lot on their plate. They're family people, they're professionals. Um, you're the CEO of a, of, a, of a nutritional online eating challenge. How do you manage uh, doing that and also maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Well, you know, it's funny, Carlos, to be honest, and I'm sure you can understand this too. I don't think I've ever felt stressed more than I have in the last two years. I went from somebody who moved every single day, was training fit, you know, boot camps, and constantly standing or walking or doing something, to somebody sitting in front of a computer doing what I'm so super passionate about, feeling like there's no way anything could stop me now. I'm getting to do my dream. 
but realizing that sitting on a couch with my laptop in front of me basically almost killed me yeah. <laughs> as I was helping other people. So, you know, it was, it's recognizing it and, and knowing that stress is inevitable in some ways, but yet taking steps like getting up a couple times throughout the day, you know, and in that time, I will often call a friend who I haven't talked to, mm-hmm. do something in that moment to reignite my inner spark, my passion um, for myself, not just for all the people that I'm trying to help. Sure. And drinking tons of water, making sure that I'm eating clean myself, because I'll tell you, in, in two years, I definitely enjoyed a couple glasses of wine. Yeah, and, one extra um, <laughs> burger here and there, right? Yeah, so it's allowing yourself the balance to enjoy life and celebrate moments, but also get back in check and live a clean lifestyle, a 30 clean lifestyle. And do you have any recommendations for those that may be struggling with the, the balance side of it and, you know, living more on the healthy side? You know, I'd say that it really, for me, the best advice I can give is every day when you start your day, you're making the decision on how it's going to look. So I encourage everybody to set your alarm, you know, at least 10 minutes early and just breathe into every day visualize clearly who and what you want to be and the kind of energy that you really want to have. If it means starting your day with an alarm clock set to your favorite music or just taking, you know, five deep cleansing breaths before you actually even get out of bed, keep your technology outside of your bedroom so that it's not the first thing you do because we're all probably really guilty of that these days and setting an intention every single day and kind of checking in halfway through the day and then once again, before you go to bed, just having a ton of gratitude and also a lot of self-forgiveness for anything that you may have missed throughout the day. That's huge. Absolutely. you got to be nice to yourself. I think you, uh, you hit a really cool point saying that, you know, doing what you were doing, what you love sitting, but, you know, forced you to sit in front of a computer and it ended up, you know, like you said, almost killing you. So I think it's important for people to hear that it's okay to fall um, and it's okay to, to fail, I guess, even at certain things, but it's about picking yourself back up and not letting you, not letting that totally derail you, um, mm-hmm. and fighting back to, to get towards how good you want to feel. Exactly. And I think not comparing yourself to everybody's best self that they see on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. we're always comparing ourselves to other people, but the truth of the matter is we are all similar. We're all in the same position at different times and know that it's completely okay to not be up hundred percent of the time sure. and to learn from all your struggles. Sure. That's huge. Yeah. Cool. Um, a couple more questions for you. Um, kind of going back to the food thing a little bit, how would you outline your, you know, nutritional philosophy, your thoughts on, on how to be a successful eater? Well, truly, and I'm not just saying this to plug the 30 clean, but I really think in order to understand your own body and, um, your own personal health code, you have to, do an elimination of some sort. So whether you're just feeling lethargic and you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired or you actually have some kind of true autoimmune or health issue going on, the best way to find out what works is eliminate the most inflammatory-causing foods. Sometimes it means taking it a step further and eliminating maybe nightshades or eggs or other specific food groups, nuts, that you might not have thought about. So let's talk about that a little bit. You say this word elimination. So for people that may not know what that is, what if they want more information on what an elimination protocol or diet looks like, what would you recommend? 
Um, I would recommend talking to a healthcare professional like a natural health coach, mm-hmm. um, a functional medicine doctor. All of those kind of professionals can tell people exactly what to do. Okay. Um, looking and at what more. Is that, what does a protocol like that look like? So in the 30 Clean, for example, we talked about it a little earlier. So we say for the 30. What are some of those inflammatory foods? So foods, grains can oftentimes be inflammatory. Well, I'm not saying everybody should give them up and they, they have some properties that can work for a lot of people, like vegans. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they do, well, they do have an anti-nutrient. So those anti-nutrients eaten over time, over time, over time. I mean, all of our food is processed these days. So we are filling ourselves up with foods that our bodies no longer know how what to do with. They're, mm-hmm. they're like foreign invaders in our system. Right. So in order to get our digestive system back on track to help our immune system fight things off, we have to be able to clean out, right? Yeah. So grains can be inflammatory. Um, Dairy for many people can be inflammatory also because dairy is full of hormones if you're not getting organic. Um, A lot of the inflammation that I'm talking about does come from the quality of food. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're eating grass-fed, making sure that you understand where your food's coming from. Um, Before I mentioned fructose, fructose can even be inflammatory for some people. Um, Nightshades I was talking about is a specific category of foods. So eggplant, bell peppers, tomatoes, those all belong to the nightshade family. Are those things that grow at night? Is that why they call them that? Yeah, they grow at night, Carlos. Like vampires, (laughs) vampire fruits. The vampire food group. Um, Yeah, so that's what it means to eliminate. Elimination diet is really just getting rid of those foods that you're trying to see if they trigger a response in your body. And then from there, a lot of times people will slowly introduce them to see what happens or to see, to isolate which foods are. The biggest mistake you could do is do an elimination program and the next day go out for an entire celebratory meal of everything, you know, cheeseburger on a bun with... (laughs) System overload, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, well, the last question we have for you is, if you had to prescribe kind of a recipe for uh, a successful human being, you know, mm-hmm. in all aspects, you know, work life, home life, and um, health life, you know, what, what would be some tips and tricks that you would recommend? First of all, I'd say, as always, eating smart, real whole foods, nothing processed, really ditch the sugar when you can, drinking enough water to really hydrate yourself every day, fresh, clean water, and sleep I can't say it enough. Sleep is so, so, so important. We take it for granted these days. Um, I would say basically live your life with compassion, be humble, be nice to people, Mm -hmm. and surround yourself with people who not only love you for who you are and make you smile, but also inspire you to be the best you that you can be every single day. That's huge. Yeah. Well, Heather, we're so excited that you were kind enough to come and be a part of this adventure that we're taking on with the me project podcast so thanks again and uh, we'll definitely get you a, a link and a plug so you can promote this in your own networks and uh, we'll thank see you, you next carlos time. Yeah. thank you ignite and i really appreciate you having me here this is the me project weekly discussions with leaders in the wellness community visit us online at the me project that life